Welcome to the Men on the Path to Love podcast, the My Career or My Relationship episode. I'm Bill Simpson, your host. I coach men who are struggling in relationship, how to communicate effectively, build trust, and deepen intimacy so that they can be the best version of themselves in relationship and live the life they love. So yeah, I get this quite a bit, actually, where there is this conflict between making time for career, job, or work, and making time for relationship. And it can be a really tough position to be in, especially for men. You know, historically, we as men have been programmed and socialized to be the provider. So we've put a lot of time and energy into it and justified it. And nowadays, it can go both ways, with men and women trying to balance career, relationship, and life in general. It's called work-life balance, which is what it sounds like, creating a healthy balance between your professional life and your personal life, making time to enjoy your life outside of work, including being with your partner or spouse, family and friends, and doing other activities that bring you joy. In this fast-paced, hectic world we live in, work-life balance can be a real challenge, and it often involves some amount of sacrifice and compromise, and some folks just don't want to sacrifice or compromise. Research shows that about 20% of folks in North America are stressed about creating that work-life balance. I'll be talking about some ways you can create work-life balance in your relationship a little later on in the episode. You see, when it comes to relationship, putting your career ahead of your relationship is taking a big risk, and there's a good chance that the relationship will suffer and ultimately come to an end. I remember years ago when I opened up my private practice, and my wife at the time said it felt like to her that I was having an affair with my work, and I denied it, of course. In hindsight, though, I could see how she would have felt that way because I was putting my passionate energy towards my practice and basically taking my passion away from my marriage. And, you know, there were other reasons why the marriage ended, and this certainly didn't help. If you recall in the My Love is Leaving episode, Jerry, the detective, ended up losing his marriage of over 25 years because he prioritized his career over his relationship. He was also avoiding focusing on his relationship. I think about my client Steve, not his real name of course, who was a sales executive at a large communications company. He was an excellent salesman and was a rising star at his company. Steve was married with two kids, He loved his family very much, and Steve was making very good money, you know, six figures. As he was moving up in the company, it required Steve to do a lot of traveling, and oftentimes he would be gone three or more days out of the week, and this left his wife Stephanie, not her real name, to have to be a stay-at-home mom alone with the kids. She managed at first grateful for how Steve was providing for their family and enjoying the financial benefits. When he traveled, they would FaceTime every night and did their best to stay connected. 
After time, Steve's travel for work increased, and he was gone as much as a week or more at a time. This took its toll on Stephanie, to where she was feeling alone in the marriage and frustrated that he wasn't home enough. And she finally drew the line and gave him an ultimatum, that it's his job or the marriage. Well, this is when Steve came to me, and I asked him point blank, what was his priority, the job or his marriage? He said that he was torn. He really loved his job and the recognition he was getting and how he was able to support his family. He also said that he really loved Stephanie and that he didn't want to break up their family. He said that he didn't think it was fair that he had to make a choice. Why doesn't she understand, he would say. You know, why can't it be both? I said that I understood why he would ask those questions. I also pointed out that those questions were from his perspective and what he wanted. Then I asked him to see it from her perspective. You know, she's alone, home with the kids, without her husband present for much of the time. And I asked him how he would feel if the tables were turned. What if she was gone much of the time? And he was like, I guess it wouldn't feel much like a relationship, huh? Well, I also pointed out that from what he said about the recognition he was getting from work, was he getting any positive recognition from Stephanie? And he thought about it, and he said that he was mostly getting complaints from Stephanie because he was away a lot with work. Yeah, I mean, he was getting a huge boost from work and getting a bruised ego at home. He understood why, though, and decided to have a heart-to-heart with Stephanie. He acknowledged his part and realized that the ego gratification that he got through the recognition he was getting from work was outweighing the gratification he was getting from home. Well, he knew he had to shift his priorities. So instead of quitting his job, he was able to leverage his worth to the company to ask for a position that would keep him home. Steve and Stephanie are continuing to work on their relationship and he is enjoying the extra time with her and their family. Well, this was a wonderful ending, or should I say, a wonderful continuation to what could have been the end of a relationship. Steve was able to compromise and ultimately create a win-win situation. This was not the case for, I'll call them Jim and Nancy, They were in a three-year committed relationship. They lived separately. They were both divorced with no kids. Jim had a good job, and Nancy had recently started her own business. Even though Nancy had some flexibility with the hours she spent on her business, Jim had a little more time on his hands. He would often go over to Nancy's and hang out while she did some work, and then they would spend some time together. Eventually, this got old for Jim because he really wasn't getting much quality time with Nancy. She was so absorbed in her work and he was feeling alone in the relationship like he was an afterthought. She would often apologize for spending so much time on her work but never seemed to make an effort to spend more time with Jim. Often, she would agree to come over for dinner and a movie and either show up two hours late or sometimes not at all. 
And again, she would apologize for it and yet continue to do it again and again. Even during the times they would go away together, she would still be distracted by her work. He felt so alone in the relationship. Well, finally, after having a deep conversation, Nancy said that she loved Jim and wanted to be in a relationship with him. She also admitted that in her previous marriage that she felt controlled, that she could never do what she wanted to do. And now that she was divorced, she felt free, free to run her own business and take control of her life. Well, as much as Jim understood this, the bottom line was she was spending more time and energy on her work and not the relationship. Nancy promised to try harder. Well, eventually, after a couple of more months of the same behavior from Nancy, Jim had had enough. He broke the relationship off. He still loved Nancy, but just couldn't take any more of the crumbs he felt he was getting in the relationship. There's one more story that I want to share with you. I find it very inspiring. It's the story of Will and Deanna, again, not their real names, a married couple for over 10 years with four kids. They lived on the edge of poverty, and to support his family, Will worked two, sometimes three jobs to make ends meet. Deanna had a side hustle doing meal prep for folks in the neighborhood and her church. And with all the work responsibilities and the responsibilities they had at home, it seemed like there was just never enough time in a day. Yet, this couple was so committed to each other that they made it work. They got it, that they had to compromise and sacrifice at times. And under enormous stress, they rarely argued. Somehow they found time around the edges of their busy day to stay connected. Their kids were happy and never went without. I asked them how they did it. And they said through their faith, love, staying in gratitude, and most of all, their commitment. Wow, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. So what can you do to create work-life balance in your relationship? Well, here are some ideas. Like I said, stay committed. You know, stay committed to creating the balance and act on it. Be intentional in your actions. Make sure you're listening to each other. Have empathy for each other. It's so important. Plan time together and put it on your calendar, just like your work schedule. You know, put in your calendar uh, like a date night or a getaway or as simple as having coffee or lunch together. You can text and connect while you're at work. Check in with each other often and see how each other is feeling, especially when things get hectic. Uh, One thing that's really helpful is appreciating each other every day. As I said in the appreciation episode, my wife and I give three appreciations every night before we go to bed. Find some time to laugh. You know, that's the best medicine, right? Uh, Make sure you're keeping firm boundaries with your work. And I know that can be challenging. And yet it's so important. 
and remember the value of your relationship that you love each other. Make it a priority and know that you're on this journey called life together. All of this definitely requires commitment. Choosing career over relationships can be a road leading to disaster for the relationship. Commitment to creating a work-life balance can be very challenging, and yet making the effort is taking the path to living the life you love. There's a quote from the late Marilyn Monroe. She says, A career is wonderful, but you can't curl up with it on a cold night. So true, Norma Jean. And that will wrap things up for this episode of the Men on the Path to Love podcast, the My Relationship or My Career episode. Do you know what one of the biggest issues women have with men in relationship? I'll tell you, lack of empathy. I hear it over and over again from the women in my practice. Please join me for the next episode of the Men on the Path to Love podcast and hear an interview I had with the strategic advisor of the Empathic Institute. We get into the nitty-gritty of what empathy is and how to use empathy to improve your relationship. You will definitely want to hear the empathy episode. And remember, if you have any questions or issues in your relationship you need help with, any comments or suggestions about the podcast, or just want to join my email list, please email me at bill at pathways to livingwell.com. That's bill at pathways to livingwell.com. And if you know anyone you feel could benefit from the podcast, please share the link and share the love. And until next time, keep your heart open and stay on the path to love.